This is a podcast from Rover. Yeah, welcome back to our two Rex Royal Exchange. You might be listening on the wireless as we are on air six to late Saturday and Sunday mornings. Uh, the podcast that gets played on the radio. We're here with Carter's Tires, and you can go and check them out at carterstires.co.nz. Get all your tyre requirements sorted. They are simply the best. The great team from Carter's Tires have been the backbone of this show for more than five years. And now that we have been in existence, right it's our it's our yes minister slot. You know, we apply that term quite loosely, but we have some uh, certainly uh, individuals uh, from the the halls of power from uh, from Parliament that we do enjoy speaking to on a regular basis and. Uh, well, it, it can be also um, one of our most sort of heated segments, but one of our most enjoyable as well. Now, today in the hot seat is none other than our, our friend uh, Tiano Tuionu, a green spokesperson for agriculture, who also happens to have 11 other portfolios, so reasonably busy. Uh, Tiano, good to have you back on the show. How are you? Yeah, greetings from the mighty Manawatu, where it stopped raining and the sun's out. Yeah, well... It's funny how the whole world tends to occasionally focus on the Manawatu because we've had the, the one and only Tony Leggett uh, has joined us on the show so far today and also uh, Rebecca, who's co-host with me today, is in our Palmerston North studio having come across from a farm in, in Pongaroa. But then again, as a Manawatu boy, it is actually the centre of the universe, so I don't need to explain oh, that to you. anybody. There, yeah, exactly. There you go, there yeah. you go. I love it. Rightio. Let's, uh, let's get straight into it. Healthcare in rural communities. Uh, you're seeing some pretty concerning things here as the spokesperson uh, for the COVID-19 response. Yeah, I, I was concerned when the protections were, were lifted because I had people from disabled communities and, and you know compromised folks reaching out to me as well because you know uh, the focus had been on protecting our most vulnerable and that wasn't there from from um, from in my mind in terms of what was announced by the government uh, as as well. So there's a lot of concern being being uh, raised as well. And if you layer that over folks that are out in the rural communities as well, it kind of you, you, it exacerbates the the issues that are already there. It's really hard to get to health services um, as well. Uh, when I was getting my jabs, I travelled 40, 40 minutes to actually go and go and get them. So, and if you're an, if you're an elderly person, that makes it even more more difficult. Um, so concerned about that, and also some about disabled and, and immunocompromised uh, folks as well. How they're going to get down the shop if they feel a bit nervous because no one's wearing masks anymore as well. So I actually had a meeting with the with the minister about that and I says hey look this is what I'm hearing um, you know no, none of us wants to be you know wants uh, uh, getting, we're all tired of the whole COVID thing as well but I'm just worried about these folks as well and, and if you're out in the rurals out in the provinces it just kind of multiplies um, so definitely put that on the radar to her for that And what was the response in terms of um, had she well, heard that as well? Uh, well they they well, they they heard that they hadn't actually centred the voices of disabled and immunocompromised uh, people as, as well. I mean, that that came out really strongly. There was a whole lot of media saying, hey, look, now you're doing all this and we get it, everyone's tired, but actually, what about us? And mm. that was and that was a fair call on, on, on them as well, you know, because we're all in this, we're all in this together. Um, we're all trying to do the best that we can do, but I was just kind of really mindful about about those that are more vulnerable than the rest of us, yeah. Mm. Okay, winter grazing legislation or lack thereof. Uh, your opinions on this? I mean, is it stubborn and pig-headed for the government not to to be delaying this? Oh, I keep asking the questions myself, actually, in, in the house as well, because you can get skinning kicked down the road, and uh, yeah. that's just not good for certainty. You know, you know what I mean. 
Uh, I was down on a farm um, southland in Tyree Plains near, near Dunedin, and I was with the farm. He was showing me what he was doing with his winter grazing. and he's doing some stuff, right? So he's got some big sheds, and he's going to start doing it, start moving them off the off off the fields and into that during mm. the winter when he gets that all set up. But so folks are doing stuff, but where's the government? That's what I want to say. People want to have certainty. Um, if you're going to put these things in place, get on with it and wrap that support around, and it's missing. Yeah. Absolutely, the support is missing, and yeah, couldn't agree more. Look, from a politician's perspective, how do you expect legislation to come into force when the framework isn't even in place for for the people who who need to abide by that legislation? I mean, it's just so wishy washy, isn't it? I mean, just yeah, it's you can talk about the support and everything, and just think, I don't know. It really this one. Yeah, does. yeah, no, you're 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 right there, and uh, I guess that what I would say about that is. This, I mean, we all want to be popular with politicians, mm. politicians, right? And so, like, Labor doesn't want to upset people. They've run a whole lot, won a whole lot of provincial and rural seats as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, National wants to get them get them as well. I'm in the Greens, mate. I'm used to being unpopular. I'd yeah. love to be popular, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I probably our thing on this is, like, if you're going to say it, just do it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? If we're going to yeah. be concerned about the environment and just kind of spell it out so we know what we're dealing with. So I see that as my bit of the... My, my part of the puzzle, if you like. But you're right, it's a bit wishy-washy. I don't like it. I'd like to have a bit more bit more certainty. So you look at it and go, you know what? I don't like that. But at least you know that you don't like it. At the moment, we look at this thing and go, actually, I don't even know what you're proposing, mate. There's nothing there. Yeah. So that's frustrating, for, I think, on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, righty-ho. Uh, now, you're, I'll push on to your thoughts on the government's proposed Fonterra bill. What have you got there? Uh, I'm not impressed with it, to be honest. Um, uh, there was there were comments that came out from the, the, uh, the parliamentary commissioner on the environment. It was like, well, where's the where's the climate assessment? We're in the middle of a climate emergency. Do an assessment so we know what we're what we're dealing with. That was the he said it a lot better than that uh, as well. And so Labor and National, are, they don't they don't want to hear that. But of course, when the Greens it was like, hey, you know what? Just run a ruler over it so we know what this is actually going to do from an environmental perspective. Uh, let's find out what the impact is going to be or not going to be, and that could give us some sort of clarity about how we organise and and plan things. So that that's missing as well. There was a little bit of a footnote um, um, from the Ministry of Ministry for the Environment saying, well, you know, if you do this, then it could actually um, raise emissions. So for me, it's like, well, get the assessment done, then we know what we're dealing with. Because yeah. Yeah. Damien O'Connor came back and said, you know, that it would be very hard to. Um, quantify or it would depend on a lot of variables and, and basically kind of dismissed it. What, what did you think of that? Well, it is very hard when you don't do the assessment. <laughs> That's the thing. I, was, I was just thinking of trying to use the most easiest analogy as possible, right? So if you take your car and you give it a warrant and a reg, I mean, this is bad for Greens to be talking about this, but you've got to explain things so people understand it so you know whether it's up to, up to scratch or not. Um, because we are seeing more and more intensive weather events around the country, but also around the world. I'm just, just mindful of the floods over in Pakistan. They were so bad, you could see them from outer space. So we should just, yeah. like, um, I mean, I, I, to me, it just doesn't seem that hard for them to actually get the assessment done over the over the, over the the legislation to see what the impact is going to be, so then we know what we're dealing with. So I agree with the Parliamentary Commission on the Environment, the Honourable Simon um, Simon Upton, about um about, about those concerns as well, and it kind of was, it kind of featured a little bit with the ministry, for, uh, ministry for the environment. But you know, wanted them to push a bit harder on it. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Okay. Righty ho. Well, um, and everything else, you know, obviously keeping busy with your all your other portfolios as as well there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, every day brings a, a different a different different challenge. Um, yeah. Uh, so it was pretty busy. It was pretty busy in, in the house this, um, this week. So we talked about that stuff with the restructure of Frontier as well. But we had a we had a whole lot come down from the King Country actually for the Ngati Maniapoto settlement bill. And um, these bills they come to the house fairly fairly regularly. But these guys come down on train, so they got a train. Yep. And they came down and it was all about the significance of the of the train and, and Tekawiri and Otrahonga and, and those places as well. So it was good to hear their stories and to hear, hear their history history as well. So, you know, every day is different and that's what I love about the job. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, great to have you on the show once again. That is Green Party Agricultural Spokesperson amongst many portfolios, 11 other portfolios uh, Tiano Tuyonu does hold and uh, is a good contributor, and we welcome uh, his thoughts and insights here on Rex Rural Exchange. Um, do you have uh, some breaking news that you'd like to share, uh, Rebecca, or not? Or you don't want to share something that you just mentioned quietly, whispered into my ear, so to speak? Um, because I know that we are talking a lot about uh, sales of big farms and what's happening to them. Well, you don't want to mention it. You don't have to. And no, no, we won't be mentioning that. No, okay, that's right. No, 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 that's all right. I just know that you have good intel. That's all right. It'll come to the light anyway. It'll come to the fore anyway. Uh, okay, righty ho. I do want to mention uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Dom George. Um, we're going to have another interview from uh, Dom coming up shortly catching up with uh, Weatherwatch CEO Phil Duncan in regard to this triple dip La Nina effect that we're probably going to have to put up with. He's been in Wellington, uh, of course, uh, got an award from the Ag Guild. Uh, so well done to uh, to Dom, apparently celebrated in, in you know, in, in, in good fashion. Fine and, style. In fine style, you know. As you will find out, Rebecca, when you come to field days, he is, uh, he is quite convivial by nature. He, I think uh, most journalists are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And, and then when he's had one or two on board, he does this shadow boxing thing. And, oh, and, like- and he, he sort of thinks he's <laughs> marvellous Marvin Hagler or somebody like that. He just sort of, you know. But all good fun. Uh, well, well done, Dom. We're bloody to- proud of you, mate. You're an outstanding journalist. Uh, you're an even better human being, and you're a wonderful executive producer uh, of the show. And I can say that I have worked in broadcast media for more than thirty years, and I have never had the support and the backing of anybody to the level that I get from him in terms of uh, the background. You know, some of the bloody, you know, it's a, it's a bit like he's gone along and uh, he's dug all the holes and I just go along and ram in the posts. With, and, with you know, the post rammer. Yeah, yeah exactly, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I, very, I ram at home, you know. I quite like ve- that analogy, though. <laughs> it's yeah. a very, very high praise and, and very richly deserved, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been involved with the team for very long, but I already said to Erin the other day, you know, when does he sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, he, um, well, he, well he, as you'll find out at field days, he does it, rightio. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> I'll change, I'll just change tax and I'll, I'll bring things back to, that was uh, Tiano Tuyonu, Green Party Agricultural Spokesperson, with us here on Rex, the Sunday edition.